Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Anthony with Dr. Ilya, a special guest today. I'm excited, and as you all know, we only bring you the best of the best doctors in the country to talk about certain topics. And today we're going to be talking about water, but before we go in there, I'd like everyone to make sure that they share this on their social media, wherever you are at, because we all know that one video can change one person's life and also their way of thinking. And so uh, today, as you all know, we will be talking about water, but before we go in there, I'd like you all to also take a look at uh, Dr. Ilya's website. It's triadofhealth.net, um, triadofhealth.net. Um, and before we, we go into this, doctor, if you wouldn't mind, um, again, thank you for being here on the show. Um, very excited to ha have you. To be honest with you, when I, when I first saw your picture, uh, I saw the picture with you and Rocky Balboa, and I was like, I have to talk to this guy. <laughs> So I can assure you that assure you that Doc, uh, Sylvester Stallone drinks quite a bit of water. I love it. No pun intended. Yeah. So before we, we go into about water and, and, and stuff like that, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you, you got into uh, being um, a chiropractor and and why you do what you do. OK, uh... I know you figure it would be a short story. I'll try to make it short, but it's, it's actually a fairly long story. I used yeah. to have um, a lot of, I was kind of introverted when I was a kid. I was rather shy. And as I grew older, my father is a psychiatrist and my brother is a marriage and family therapist. When I told my father I was planning on going to chiropractic school, you know, he asked me if that was something I could make a living at. He said, can you actually make money doing that? I said, yeah, that actually some chiropractors do really well and make even more money than you do. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we're, we're actually doing almost the exact opposite thing. You know, he's solving all these different emotional, uh, psychological things with his parent, patients. And I'm doing the same thing, but using um, kind of a more direct approach that with extremely modern, you know, mind-body therapies along with nutrition and herbs and all the ancient and modern sciences. So anyway, um, yeah, this is a, I know you just thought you were asking a simple question, but you didn't, you didn't know that this was going to happen. Uh, so I, you know, one day we'd be sitting down to eat and my brother's American family therapist would really connect with my father and they'd have a great time talking about psychology. So I also perform emotional therapies. I'd say, Hey dad, have you heard of David Hawkins's book, power versus force? He's the well-known psychiatrist who studies, you know, studied muscle testing, and he talks about it in his book and how it can be used to change a person's level of consciousness. You know, he, he actually developed an entire map of human consciousness. It's amazing. And my father would say, well, that's a very interesting theory. Wow. Like, what, what theory, Dad? This guy's a, you know, he had diplomates of the International College of Applied Kinesiology right in front of him performing muscle tests for many, many years, almost 20 years. And he was able to determine really deep and vital things about human consciousness. He, he, you know, he, he wrote like 10 books about it and travels all over the country, you know, lectures about it. How's that a theory? Said, well, I don't really believe in all that, son, but it is a very interesting theory. Said, well, what, what theory, dad? You know, I don't get it. I mean, you don't, how, why don't you believe in it? You know, so in other words, you don't believe that he really 
developed an entire map of human consciousness. You don't believe in the muscle testing. You know, what, you know, what don't you believe? You know, what's the theory? He says, well, I'm really, you know, I'd really rather not talk about it. I'm really not interested in all that, but I'm glad it's something that interests you. So I, th- I thought you'd be interested, Dad, because he's a well-known psychiatrist like yourself. Well, I'm not interested. I'm close to the subject, and that's my final word. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> why, but why was he close? That's what I'm thinking in my head. This was his world. You're, again, you're asking a really kind of like simple, straightforward question, and you would think somebody like me would have a quick smart, straightforward answer. And I, I really don't. I, I, I mean, I can go with, I can give you my only answer, okay? This was against everything he believed in, right? He believed that Freud was God, almost. Not yeah. quite, but Freud was, there, there was, first of all, there is no God in my father's world. Mm-hmm. And he believed that Freud was the person who you know, created and founded all the basic things that we know today about psychology. And right. there was others like Adler and B.F. Skinner, and there was a whole bunch of them, but mainly, mainly Freud. He was a Freudian psychoanalyst. He'd have people talk about their, their mothers and all this lying on the couch in front of him for many, many years. So the idea that some other psychiatrist could use muscle testing of all things, which means you have to touch the patient with right. your hand. And, you know, it's just too much for him. And it's just going beyond anything he had ever learned or taught. While my father may have seemed like an open-minded guy who um, lived in Europe for a number of years, several countries in Europe, including France and Turkey, he wasn't, um, he was a good guy, but he wasn't the most open-minded guy, you know? So he didn't want to, um, you know, it's old school medicine versus new school yeah. medicine or the new medicine, the old versus the new. Yeah. So this was all, you know, the idea that, you know, you're connecting emotions, psychology, and feelings to organs and glands that then connect to nutrients, that then connect to homeopathic remedies, that then connect to herbs. I mean, as far as he was concerned, herbs are useless. Unless you want to get stoned or smoke a cigarette, Herbs are useless. Or if you want to put turmeric on your turkey or whatever, you want to put a little garlic on your food, there is no value in herbs Mm -hmm. to him. But, you know, as you know, herbs do something, right? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you you don't take valerian root and then use it and have no effect, if it didn't have any effect, where would they get Valium from? They're getting it from valerian root. Where would they get aspirin or acetaminophen from? They're going to get it from white willow bark, you know? Where would they get pseudoephedrine from? They're getting it from the ephedra plant, also called mahuang in Chinese. It's from China originally, mainly. Well, also here, but mainly from China. So it's all, it's all, it's all the thing that we're exposed to today. We've got mainstream media, you know, telling us something that isn't true. And and when it comes to medicine, we're seeing this today, right? We're seeing that medicine is. It's a, it's, it's just the same thing as the, um, it's the same thing as, as what we have with the, uh, the, the socioeconomic, you know, 
problems where you're you're dealing with the control of the state versus the control of religion versus right. the control of you know the our our um our healthcare. I mean, it's the same thing. It's the pharmaceutical industry's gotten a really strong hold of things, and they own basically the. Well, of course, they own the drug companies. Everybody knows that. That's that's not anything new. But they own the medical industry, so they own. They are the ones that fund the um, the medical schools. So you know, if you're a medical doctor or any kind of a medical student, all your funding and all your education is created by the drug companies that prescribe drugs. They're teaching you how to prescribe their drugs. Now, not all of this is bad. I mean, we need these drugs, but it's bad if you want to get healthy without drugs. Right. You know, it's, it's bad if you want to be drug free or if you don't mind dying because you needed a drug and you didn't want to take it. You know, if you're promoting something like that, which I'm not saying anyone should, but then you 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 limit your way of thinking. You know, it's the psychology of it all. That's so such a big deal. You know, where do our thoughts come from? They come from what we're we're you know, from our environment. Right. That we've had yeah. since we were born, sometimes before birth. So if we're, if we're going to, you know, not be open to different types of environments, then we're not open to different types of thoughts. Yeah, I know. I know. It's you're, you're getting in trouble from me answering that question. You know, you're doing great. Now, so my question to you is from that dinner table, from that time when you were with your father and you, and you um, asked him that question, do you think that really spawned you into wanting to be a chiropractor and with what you're doing today? Well, it did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, there was this whole struggle with us. Like I said, there was a lot of conflict in our conversations. We'd be sitting down and this kind of stuff would happen. And sometimes I'd just say something like, well, you know, dad, you're not feeling very well these days. Maybe I can help you. And he'd say, well, you know, thanks for telling me that. I really appreciate that. And he died a while ago and he never let me help him. And my brother has health concerns that we can't discuss because he's, you know, alive and it's not good to discuss that. But let's just say, yeah, I've always been they're wanting to learn how to help these people that I'm close to that are my family members. But, you know, if they don't even, if you don't even have a forum to come from, you know, I mean, how, you know, you can't really, there's a lot of people saying, you know, you can't really treat your family and some people treat their family successfully and some people don't. I mean, I, I help my wife with her health and everything goes great, you know, but I had already, I was already a healthcare provider for many, many years by the time I met my wife and, you know, it was kind of obvious that I, I had some skills that, that, you know, she could benefit from in some way, you know? Mm. So, but to my family, I was like that snotty nosed kid that they grew up with that, you know, was just, I'm the, the son or the brother, the, the, whoever I am, you know? So, uh, I'm sorry, your question was what, what did that, that motivate me? Yeah. Because I was always looking a solution for my family members who weren't so healthy. And before I even became a chiropractor, I was always talking to people about, this is no joke. I was always talking to people about water and about how to eat properly. And half the time I was wrong and giving them terrible advice. But, you know, I'm one of those people like who had a lot of opinions. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Not funny. always the best opinion, but yeah. And then once I got highly educated, I still had opinions, but they were already done with me. It's like, oh yeah, that guy, he's always, he's always trying to give advice about got a whole something. new set of people now. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. now I have real patients who actually pay me for advice. Yeah. Right. So tell us about your, practice. your question or not. No, you did a great job. So tell us more about your practice, like what you offer so that, you know, people here on the show, you know, there's going to be people in your area. that are going to see this also. And, and uh, just tell us about your practice and, and some of the things you have to offer. 
So we have a uh, called functional medicine practice in San Rafael, California. And I specialize in helping people with thyroid disease, autoimmune disease, mood disorders, and hormone imbalance. And okay. so um, these are actually epidemics, some of them. Um, like, for instance, thyroid disease is a, a real well-known, at least by healthcare providers, it's well-known to be an epidemic. And so the problem with thyroid disorders is not many people know how to treat them because every single cell in the body responds to thyroid hormone. So in other words, if a person has a problem with their thyroid, less than 10% of the time doesn't have anything to do with their thyroid. It always has to do with some other part of the body. Hmm. So most healthcare providers, especially if they're traditional medical doctors, which we call conventional medicine, they just give up. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, here's some medication. Here's a, here's a surgery or here's a radiation therapy. Literally, that's literally the approach. It's changed now. You know, they don't really, in this country, the United States, they don't really, you know, remove the thyroid as much as they used to unless there's cancer than they do. Right. They don't give radioactive iodine like they used to. Instead, they'll have a, a drug that they use to kind of slow down the thyroid, which is, you know, not a bad idea. I mean, it saves a lot of people's lives. And then they'll have, um, yeah, so they just don't do that. They don't use the same approach that they did 50 years ago, but it's almost the exact same approach. The only difference is they change, instead of taking, instead of giving radioactive iodine, they just shut it down. And like I said, if with the drug, or instead of, um, yeah, but if there's cancer, they remove it the same way. Right. And, and then people are in big trouble. Um, this isn't really exactly what you were asking me, but people end up being in big trouble because they have to take the medication for the rest of their lives and they have a, an emotional inability to function. They can function in society, but emotionally they can't. Mm. So their emotions go way, way up or way, way down, or they're just flatlined, you know? They don't get really happy. They don't get really sad. And, you know, I've actually, I have another family member right now who has this. They've had it since before I started studying for chiropractic school or even, um, I think, right around the time that I went to undergrad school, they had this problem with their thyroid. And so this is like, yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, the approach that people take, the medical system takes to health, they're not treating health at all. They treat disease um, by treating symptoms without even ever paying attention to how the symptom got there to begin with. That's the problem. I mean, you and I can go on talking about that all day long. You, you know, you go to the doctors, you walk out with a white paper bag with about $200 a month in pills. That'll just suffice it for a little while, but never really fixing the problem. Yeah. Now, if it gets rid of the symptom, that's what's even worse. I've had patients who had sweaty palms and the doctor gave, put titanium clamps under each armpit for the, the, you know, the lymph, whatever, for the lymphatic um, right. glands that were putting out the, um, the sweat. And because right. it was successful, not because it failed, but because it was successful, they were happy. You know, they were happy their palms weren't sweating anymore, despite they had a titanium clamp. I mean, this was a young guy. He was in his late, late, late 20s, early 30s, and he was a happy person. They have other people who um, they're having trouble with urinating too much because there's an infection there that's been there for a long time. And the surgeons and doctors, they just give up. Um, they'll use uh, Botox 
they'll put, this is real. This is not a, I'm not making this up. They'll use large doses of Botox and they'll put it up the vaginal area or up where the bladder is. And because it gets kind of tight there from the Botox, because it kills the nerve tissue, the person has fewer symptoms. Sometimes they're actually happy with that. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, another thing that they'll sometimes do, they do this all the time. The, the most common, they call it, quote, standard of care, unquote, for cancer, if the person's losing lots of weight, the medical books say, eat more ice cream, you know, because ice cream will cause you to gain more weight. But the problem with ice cream, as you know, is it's very unhealthy with lots of sugar and the dairy, which literally has opium. No joke. Not my opinion. Yeah. Dairy, the casein as what's called castlemorphins. The castlemorphins are a type of opium, literally. Not, there is no difference between an opiate and the castlemorphins. Wow. So people are getting addicted to the sugar and the opium and the, the great ice cream. And they have cancer already in the... Those things, especially the sugar, feeds cancer cells most of the time, almost all the time, you know, with some rare exceptions. So really rare, by the way. So this is just not, I'm not saying it's not, it doesn't have its place. It's really, really good for an emergency, this type of allopathic medicine or conventional medicine. But for chronic health concerns like heart disease or thyroid disease or autoimmune disease, whatever, ankylosing spondylitis, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, whatever, uh, Crohn's disease, um, you, know, you know, like I said, it's just not so great for these types of conditions. You need to consider the whole person, you know, and people have emotions. People, people are not robots. You don't just take out a part and put in a new one. You don't just do a knee replacement. I mean, you know, why is the knee not working? You're yeah. right 100%. You know, just because you have, say, you know, problems, say you have frozen shoulder, a lot of doctors will go right to this frozen shoulder instead of looking at the neurology about it is that it's connected here. It's connected here, which connects here. And a lot of people don't know that. I'm not a doctor, but I've hung, hung out with quite a few. And um, since we're talking about that, I want to go a little bit into water. Let's, let's talk about not just what kind of water you, know, you drink will affect our health, but can also the wrong type of water affect symptoms that we're struggling with right now? Yeah, here's what, what happens. This, let, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to answer your question. Okay, believe me, don't just put up with me for a minute. So we're going to talk about water. We're going to talk about can water affect the symptoms you're having right now? And the quick answer is yes, it can because, you know, our entire gut has a certain pH that's a healthy pH, and there's another pH that's unhealthy. And right. if the pH of the water is the unhealthy one that'll make us less healthy. And if the pH of the water is the healthy one for us, you know, and maybe you and I are different. If the pH is healthy for us, that'll make us or me more healthy. Right. Yeah, so it's simple. Is that how? No, that makes 100%. Because each, each body's different. It's not the same. So why would you want to give every diabetic metformin if they're all so different? Yes, the metformin will help them. I'm not saying it won't. But why do they need metformin? To, why are they having so much trouble with their blood sugar to begin with? You know, well, we, we know why. We know why that they're just giving everybody that has diabetes for that, whether it's a type one or two. We know why. It's because of this. Well, it's because of money. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go away. But well, the prices are silly. The cool thing is I can say it. I think it's a bunch of baloney, you know, uh -huh. with the prices that they're, they're overcharging, especially if it's not, if it's just treating a symptom. 
Now, if, sure. it, if it's something that they're able to go to the root of the problem to heal that person, now you've got my amen of approval. I mean, it should be of anybody's. Right. Well, you're, you're, I like your answer. I think it's perfect. Or if not, better. <laughs> I like you. I like you. no, it's better than mine. But the thing is, is there, you, you got to think about what is the doctor's perspective, right? So not just the patient, but the doctor, the doctor may really want to help his patients or her patients. And they've gotten a lot of education and they work really hard and the medical doctors usually make really good money, but not always. And so they're doing everything they can. But if all that the carpenter has in their toolbox is a hammer, a few nails and a chisel, then that's the only therapies that that carpenter can provide, so to speak, as an analogy. So they only yeah. have at their disposal drugs, radiation and surgery. That's it. Whereas okay. in my practice, I you know, agree with practice, yeah, I have a wide, wide, wide variety of therapies. I mean, I have literally, it may sound like I'm bragging. I am bragging on purpose just to help people understand what I do, but I have an unlimited number of therapies. Okay. So infinite. So they'll be checking for things like metformin and stuff because they really want to help their patient. But I know that that emotional problem that they're having and, and everybody who's really good at holistic therapies, who's good at functional medicine, who has effective therapies that produce amazing results. When I say amazing, I mean phenomenal results you've never, hardly even ever heard of. If they can produce those results quickly, they're going to go right to the emotional, spiritual, social, you know, psychodynamic issues of that patient and help them to get more joy out of life. Right. Instead of getting the sweetness out of their food, they can start to get the sweetness from life. Instead of requiring all these different medications, some of which may be really necessary and important, instead of needing all those, if they can just address the underlying structural, physical cause, meaning, you know, maybe there is a problem with the pancreas, maybe we need to give, you know, some kind of physical therapy to the pancreas. And there, there are some that exist, by the way. <laughs> okay, maybe we don't. Maybe we need to deal with the emotions of the pancreas, which are oversympathetic, over-importance of self, expanded the importance of self, undecided, you know, um, these kind of, um, these kind of, there's each organ and gland has a different emotion and each organ and gland has a different muscle that it's related to. Right. And each organ, gland and muscle is related to different nutrients that support those organs, glands and muscles. And then there's also different um, bones in the spine that are related to the organs, glands and nutrients and muscles. And that's what traditional, I'm sorry, that's what um, professional applied kinesiology is all about. I'm gonna, a professional applied kinesiologist. So I understand all these interrelationships of the body and some medical doctors have learned the same science called professional applied kinesiology. But right. most of them are kind of like my father was where you know they're close to the idea and they think of it as being um, worse than voodoo, really. They think voodoo may have a benefit, but this is just not, not useful. So regardless what they think, we're the ones getting the results. We're the ones who have patients with thyroid cancer, like my patients have had, and we treat them a few times and the cancer is gone. They go back to their doctor. The doctor does the new ultrasound or the new lab and says, you don't have cancer anymore. We don't know what happened. Maybe we just made a mistake on the initial lab. Now you hear that tone of voice I have? Hear how angry I am? Because I'm angry. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm trying to hide it. But yeah, I mean, this is happening over and over again, and it's making us um, in the field of, um, you know, complementary and alternative medicine, 
functional medicine, integrative medicine, who actually have studied how to help people emotionally, structurally, and chemically with herbs, nutrition, homeopathy, emotional therapies, acupuncture, naturopathy. We've studied this for years and years. A few of us have. We, we, we don't appreciate, you know, people covering up the fact that there's healing potential here that's not being realized. And lots of people's lives can be saved, you know? So, I mean, this is not just something where a few people should be listening. It's something where everybody needs to listen. And it's not just me. People need to get exposed to a different way of doing things beyond just a pill for every ill, a potion or a lotion for every problem. You know, I mean, it's just, okay. My bad, but yeah, so water, water is a big deal. So when people, you know, about 75% of our bodies are made out of water. According to um, Richard Gerber, who wrote Function Vibrational Medicine, mm-hmm. he's saying about 99% of the body is made out of water. I don't agree. I think it's more like 75%. But regardless, that's a lot. And that's so, lot. yeah, the kind of water we drink affects our health. How much of it we drink affects our health. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not just the water. It's about being able to uh, make the water available to the different cells in the body. And sometimes we have trouble with water metabolism. Sometimes we have trouble with water utilization. Sometimes we have a problem that's, you know, with what, you know, like we're not, it's not just that you're drinking the water. It's how well are you able to metabolize, utilize, absorb? How well can it go into the cell? How well can it go to the extracellular and intracellular um, you know, parts of the body, right? So it's not just, you know, are you drinking the right kind of water? It's like, no, there's more to it than that. You know, this isn't, this is, you know, this is healthcare. Healthcare is relatively simple. Many people in the public, and it's very black and white most of the time. So people in the public figure that healthcare is kind of like, um, you know, it's almost like some other area of life where, you know, you get lucky, right? You're playing the lotto and you get lucky, you get healthy. Uh, you know, you make a lot of money from the California lottery, you win, you have all this money. Well, no, healthcare is not about luck. It's not about gambling in Vegas. It's about you, you do a certain thing, you get a certain result. It's like a blueprint that a person, it's like building a house, right? You need to put together the blueprint first. You know, the architect works really hard and so does the general contractor and the people who draw all the plans for the building. And then they start using the right materials that are listed in the plan, right? It's not just about the blueprint. And then you put together the materials. You have to have the right general contractor. You have to have the right workers. Everybody has to get paid properly. And then they build the house and the foundation is the most important. So, you know, in this case, same thing. You know, it's not about going to your local health food store and picking up the right herb or uh, nutritional supplement or homeopathic remedy. It's about what is the puzzle, right? How do we solve your health puzzle? What's the diagnosis? You got to diagnose first. People are drinking water without knowing why, how, when, where, what. You know, for every, you know, generalization that's not really solving the puzzle puzzle would be if I were to say, you know, the average person should drink a quart for every 50 pounds of body weight, but not everybody, you know? So, you know, let's say, um, I weigh 200 pounds, which I almost do, actually. So should I drink a gallon every day? Well, that's a general rule, but some people need more than a gallon a day, and some people need less than a gallon a day. You know, if I have two, about uh, about two quarts a day, I just drink a little water, I'm doing 
most of the time I'm doing pretty good because I have healthy water metabolism and healthy water utilization. But other people, if they're drinking less than six, five quarts a day and they weigh 100 and, you know, let's say 165 pounds, they're not doing too well. Why? They're having a problem with usually their liver and usually their pancreas, although it could be anything. It might be their kidneys. You know, the most important nutrient for the body is, um, sorry, the most important, um, the kidneys are the main organ that respond to water. In other words, the most important nutrient for the kidneys is water. That's the main nutrient of the kidneys. So like, for instance, there's these books um, by somebody named uh, Batman Gilej, Your Body's Many Cries for Water and You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. So in, he, in these books, he talks about how most people, they're getting prescription medications when really they're dehydrated. I love that. So now the big question I'm going to ask you is what type, do you have a water system in your home or do you just buy bottled waters? Well, what, what we do is we get bottled water. Yeah, we get bottled water because we know where it comes from. We know what kind of water it is. It's, it's, um, Mark, it's God's water. Okay. Okay. So how, but it's in pla It's in a pla Okay. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I love it. It's plastic. Right. Isn't plastic. Can that be also be Kind of cancerous also from the type of plastic it is most likely it's from china or japan not saying anything bad about those areas but you know yeah it's not just that but it's polluting the world so we don't get it in plastic we just get the the water that comes in the glass so we'll get like simply sedona artesian spring water um which is like an arizona artesian spring water or we'll get aquapana p-a-n-n-a -N -N um and i'm not defending these companies that make it i'm just saying my patients tend to respond pretty well to the water. I have no, like, you know, financial you incentive to mention in there. Home, or is there a, huh? any systems that you would recommend for, for water? Or are there any? Yeah, there are. <laughs> so here's what we do, right? It's all about understanding the puzzle. So think of me as like a puzzle solver. And then your audience is having these puzzles that somebody like me would solve. Right. So people are going into the process of getting help with their health in a way that's not getting them the results that they want, right? So then they find somebody like me, I get really good results. I have people with Hashimoto's thyroiditis have all their, who are like crashing into fences, falling asleep at the wheel while they're driving. Wow. They're cutting themselves. They're suicidal. They have, you know, all kinds of problems. They, they can't go out in public, right? Because they're so um, emotionally imbalanced. Right. They can't function without hormones every day. Mm -hmm. I'm helping people like that sometimes in three, four visits to have 75% of their problems go away. So, right. you know, when people come to me, they can work with me or they can go somewhere else. You know, it's not a big deal, but I can help them. So when it comes to water, we don't guess. We're not experimenting. We're not trying things out. It's not like, hmm, I don't know. I know what kind of water works because it's the same water that was here three or four or five million years ago before humans were ever even walking around the place. And so that's the water that's worked for all that time. We don't need to reinvent water. We don't need to reinvent the wheel either. So if people are going to go out and get a water that is like supposed to be improved upon by man, usually that water doesn't work too well. It does for some people. Some people are really unhealthy and they need to be rebalanced. They need some kind of special input, like something really alkaline or something really acidic or something with a huge number of minerals. But most of the time, they just get into trouble when they, when they try to improvise like that. I mean, we don't want to improvise with our health. 
So Correct. rather than getting a system that allows the water to still have pesticides and herbicides and fungicides, oh, feel free to interrupt me, and mildicides and emuls food emulsifiers, food stabilizers, trichloroethylene, um, benzene, and chloramine, which is a mixture of chlorine and ammonia, and heavy metals, and drugs, and radiation, and dirt, and uh, chlorofluorocarbons, and all these nasty chemicals, like pesticides, I think I already said that already. Yeah. You know, rather than have all these chemicals in your water, why not just get something that, that's like safe? Okay. You know, those, those chemicals are filtered out by 99.2%, but I don't wanna have 0.07% in my water. I want none. I or, agree. Yeah. But what, what, okay, so I, I, I want a solution. So I have a home, by the way, a little bit about my background years ago, I used to sell softeners and understanding the, the, the so did I. lead and the I arsenic and, and you know, the well water. And I, so you and I were right there. So this is kind okay. of a cool subject, but at the end of the day, what water systems would you recommend? Are there, are, are there any out there? That's what I'm recommending, Mark. I'm recommending people look deep down into their heart and start to understand that we can't improve, improve upon nature. There is no oh. system better than God. There is no system better than the mountains. Okay. There is no system better than a pure spring. This is there good. There is no system I better agree. than artesian spring water. That's the system people should be reliant upon. And when we try okay. to improve upon those systems, or if we try to pretend like we're the doctor and treat ourselves, you can't diagnose yourself. Kent was a famous homeopath. He was the, one of the most famous ever to have lived other than Haman and Hahnemann. And he said, right. the patient who has chosen himself for a doctor has, uh, or the person who's chosen himself as a doctor has chosen uh, a fool for a patient. In other words, you can't treat yourself, right? So the, the person who's chosen themselves as a doctor has chosen a fool for, for, the, for, the, for the patient. Yeah, so you sense. can't do that. You have to go somewhere else to get help. So if, if, if those systems were great, then, you know, people would be doing great. <laughs> people are not doing great. Yeah, it right. changes the electron configuration of the water. You're having adulterated water. You're having damaged water. So those electron bonds and the, the bond from the, the hydrogens to the oxygen is sometimes broken, especially if you put it through reverse osmosis or if you put it into a microwave. If you put it into a microwave, you're actually putting a little bit of methane gas into the water because all, all of these waters, everywhere you go, have little bits of carbon molecules in them, even though it's not a normal part of the water. Because right. everything in our environment is made of carbon, pretty much. Carbon and a few other, you know, nitrogen and, and whatnot. So, you know, when you heat it up in a microwave, that's a bad idea. So now you're causing, that, that's not water anymore. And same thing if you put it through reverse osmosis. And while um, ozone may be safe, it's not like an, a be-all, end-all. It doesn't mean your water is all of a sudden, you know, Correct. pure. It just means it, it may be somewhat safe for a short period of time, and you won't get in a lot of trouble if you drink it for a couple of days or a week. But yeah, ideally, you want to have water that we've all been drinking for a couple million years, which would be 
a good, healthy spring water. The water is supposed to evaporate from a lake or an ocean. It's supposed to go into the air. It's supposed to formulate a cloud. It's not supposed to come down as acid rain, but it may. And then once she comes down as rain, you're supposed to be able to get it somewhere, a place that's safe. You know, and then you're supposed to be able to drink it, ideally. Maybe you can't, but you should be able to do without a problem. And there's some companies that are still doing that. And when it comes to plastic, I mean, we're all screwed, you know. The problem is with the system. So you need to change the system. You can't look at the effect of the system. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to give an analogy because I can't think of one. But, you know, we don't, we don't just treat problems. We've got to figure out why that problem is there. Right. At a certain point, we were talking about global warming. This was about 10 or 20 years ago. And they said, hey, we have a solution. We're going to use Star Wars. We're going to use this space program. We're going to put this big object up in space. It's going to block part of the rays of the sun. And then, you know, we're going to, you know, decrease the temperature of the earth. And like, that sounds interesting, but God, that's really complicated. You know, why not just get people to use less fossil fuels or something that makes more sense? I'm not even saying that's a good idea, but just something that's reasonable, you know, like, like, why is the temperature of the earth going up to begin with if it's going up? You know, let's understand the problem, why the problem got there to begin with. Let's address the cause. Let's not try to fix symptoms. So, yeah, you don't want to try to fix a problem that's as big as your city tap water that's traveled a couple hundred walk miles through um, piping, many of what pipes of which are made of lead and copper and things that are poisonous, and then try to pull those things out when it gets hey, to you. Yeah. I mean, it may be good for the environment and whatnot in some ways, but what does it do to the human that's drinking the water? It doesn't do them any justice at all. You know, it's just basically causing problems from all my patients over the last 11 years. I've never had anyone respond well to the, the tap water. In fact, when they use, um, there's a, there's some of the filters they, they just attach to the top. I'm not going to yeah. use a company name, but, you know, and then it's going through and you can get it anywhere. And those leave in a lot of the pesticides. And in this part of Marin County where I'm practicing, we have, we have traditionally had in the past the highest levels of breast cancer anywhere in the country. And I'm thinking that, I don't know for sure, but I'm thinking there may be a possibility that it's because of the, the pesticides in the water and also because so many of the women here have used hormone replacement therapy from their local anti-aging clinic. I mean, I had this one guy, this chiropractor nearby, he's around the corner from me. He realized that, you know, 17 years ago and he just changed his company name from whatever it used to be called you know his his name chiropractic to anti-aging clinic just to get more people to show up but that was i don't know if i like or don't like that but it just tells you how big of a deal the anti-aging clinics have been huge you know yeah oh well i love it you uh got my brain thinking which is a good thing (laughs) yeah Uh, it's true though Uh, i used to live in riverside california and if you know anything about that water, it's very high. I mean, there's I used a lot to live there of, too. Yeah. So I went to school at UC Riverside. Wow. Small world. Yeah. I lived, here, I lived in Redlands for a few years. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So actually, I missed that area, Redlands. I don't miss the, the smog, which looks like a cloud. You know, it's all orange. But uh, the water there, I couldn't drink. I, I, I mean, <laughs> it was so bad. I can't even, couldn't even speak. You know, so you wouldn't want it, right? Why would you want no, it? No, you wouldn't. I, I started to drink it, you know, just to save a few bucks, and I started growing an extra limb. So I said, I think I'll stop, and it went back, went back <laughs> in, you know. But with that being said, um, you you are a wealth of information, and I just want to say 
thank you so much for being on the show. And here's the thing, everyone. We're going to have some actual testimonials at the end of this, you know, and you're going to see how he has helped many people, not just, not just with water, but with other things. I, what I love about this doctor here is that he understands it's not just treating a symptom. It's, it's seeing where did that come from so that you can stop the pain or whether you can stop the insanity, whether, whether it be um, fibromyalgia. I'm giving an example. Fatigue, fibromyalgia, all these modern diseases are due to about 85% of the time there's a strong component related to water. I'd say mm -hmm. over 90% of my patients are either one of two things, more than 90%. They're either dehydrated or they're not eating and digesting enough protein. I mean, there's a, a book called Hit, The Hidden Messages in Water by Emoto Masuru, I guess is his name. And uh, yeah, he talks all about how you can actually change the electron configuration of the water and the structure of the water just by writing like a word like love on a piece of paper and then putting the water in a glass container and then taping that to the outside of the container. So we use that technology, which is one of the most amazing discoveries of modern man. I mean, maybe second to the discovery of penicillin. Mm -hmm. And we can change people's bodies because most of their bodies are made out of water. And people, you know, my, me and my colleagues understand this, but most people mm -hmm. have no idea. They think this is like voodoo. It's not voodoo. It's all research. It's all documented. It's all like science. It's not, it's not like some theoretical thing or something like that, you know? So anyway, I didn't mean That's to, another I guess subject. I was almost That's another subject right there. I mean, yeah. uh, we don't realize, yes, that we're, we're made of most of our, our, our body is water, but within those molecules, depending on the type of molecule, I don't know if I can go this far-fetched, but depending on the type of molecule, meaning the individual person, if it's filled with love, there's a major difference because we, I, I believe that we can literally change the molecules just like our water. We can literally change the molecules. And the only reason why I say that, they've done studies where if you were to get a, an apple and cut that apple open, and it's, you know, two half apples, and you, you, you put it in a room for a couple days with heavy metal music, and then you put the other one in another room with classical music. Both apples, you, you look at the one with heavy metal music playing for the next 48 hours. It's all corroded, kind of getting all black. And the other one is still pure looking, meaning still fresh looking. I, I believe that that has a lot to say, even with our water. I think it also begins here first. I don't know. What are your, what are your Absolutely. thoughts? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. So you're basically describing the true core foundation of functional medicine and vibrational medicine, which is that, you know, we're, we work at a certain um, frequency, right? And water and every cell and every atom and every molecule and every electron and every quark even, which is one of the smallest um, components of any atom that they've been able to find, they all have a certain vibration yep. or frequency. And when you change the frequency, you change a lot of things. And so this is not discussed anywhere except for a few books that you get at the library that nobody's reading, you know? And it goes deeper because a lot of people don't realize that we are not just a frequency birthed from light because they've showed studies that when, when in, in a woman, when 
she becomes pregnant, when the baby becomes a parent, they, they've actually seen it. It's a flash of a spark of light. Oh, wow. And what's very interesting is when we realize that we're a frequency, a conduit, if you're a conduit of negativity all the time, uh -huh. yes, I'm talking to people out there and you notice that you're getting sick a lot. That has a lot to do with what you're thinking. I mean, I would, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, if, if compared from a happy person, yeah. who's very positive, you know, if they hear a negative, they know how to turn that negative back around to a positive. I believe, you know, I'm just saying that. Yeah, well, the problem is, is not, I mean, I'm completely with you. A lot of us are not aware of our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and attitudes. And so we, don't also, we also don't realize how our environment affects our thoughts and feelings, beliefs, and attitudes. So, excuse me, this whole thing with the mainstream media, it's not that we want to say, you know, good, bad, or anything like right. that, but we want to change our awareness of how what goes into our consciousness affects every aspect of our health and the same thing you were talking about with the apple apples mostly made of water also it's a hot it's a water dense food um and so with this 5g thing that we've been hearing about on the in the media and everywhere you know it affects water molecules and all the humans are made out of water molecules so 5g i i just i don't know if you guys get this who are watching or maybe you do mark but my office had so much radiation in it just from having a little a little uh, modem and I have a little TV in there and my little computer, I had to put in no joke. I had to put in no less than 12, 12 separate devices just to decrease the radiation. So I didn't have to move to another office. I mean, and even now it's, it's safe for me and I can work there without a problem. But I mean, I mean, I spent, I spent about a thousand dollars on these 12 different devices. And you know, one of them was just a Faraday cage to put around my modem. That one wasn't wasn't that much money, but I mean, I, I you know I had to do all that, and I couldn't function there without doing that. So people, if you don't know that there's radiation in your environment, mm -hmm. then how are you going to do that? I had you to know, go out of my state of California to another state to see a, a healthcare provider who had specialized knowledge and specialized training and skills to be able to help me, to be able to guide me along to what I needed to do to get this taken care of, and so. Yeah, de definitely, definitely, Mark. I think that um, we need to all, not just me or you, but everybody needs to be more aware of how, um, what's affecting our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, attitudes, and what kind of people we're hanging around. They say that those five or seven people that you hang around the most will create who you are as a person. So I try to be careful of who I'm hanging around, and I don't want to hang around people who are always complaining and upset and negative. I mean, they may be entertaining for a few minutes or hours, but then I start to get upset and complaining and negative. And, you know, I've been a victim of that. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's an old saying, you know, from uh, an old Jewish carpenter, what you think is what you become. And that has a lot to do with the people that we surround ourselves with. And we're talking about 5G. It's funny how we just went on that. And it, it goes with water. Because we are we are water. Radiation affects water. Here's a kicker. Right. I'm going to I got to I got to tell the story. Oh, my goodness. So. Real good friend of mine about a year and a half ago before all this 5G stuff, you know, started happening almost two years ago. He's a professional electrician for the past 30 years. He said to me, yeah, man, I got this new job. I'm, I'm, I'm putting up 5G towers. I go, awesome, man. He goes, yeah, I love it, man. I'm making 200 bucks an hour. He goes, I've never made that much money in my <laughs> life. I go, 
amazing. He goes, yeah, it's amazing, but I think I'm going to quit. I go, you just told me that you're excited. You're happy. You're making 200 bucks an hour. You've never made that money before in your life. You know what he told me? He goes, I've been doing electricity for over 35 years. I have to quit because I know what it's going to do. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, it's a weapon. I go, what? He goes, it's a weapon. It's going to kill people. Nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody, it's just quiet. I didn't know anything about this. Right. Hearing from a, an electric, electricity dude, <laughs> an electrician, and it just hit, it floored me. Long story short, he quit that job. My point is, is now we see these videos. We're, we're created, most of our bodies created from water. Um, and we, we just need to not take people's words for it. Go do your research, bottom line. Um, I, know, I know just the other right. day at the UK, uh, uh, they were starting, people were burning down the towers. <laughs> Oh, they were. Yes, actually, yes, burning them down, you know, and uh, we're, I'm over here, we're, we're revolting over here, you know, and, um, you know, I just think that people just need to come together and stand. And, you know, here's the thing, people, don't take our word for it. Go do your research. And remember, Google's not always right. Do right. your research. Books are still good. Also, let's say Google was always right. Yeah. Which, were, which they're not. Do you mind if I say something real yeah, quick? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. And... I'm not making any bold statements. I'm just asking a few questions. Who owns Google? Do they have, do they have any motives? Do they have any agendas? I don't know. And who owns Microsoft? Who owns, you know, the mainstream media? Who owns NBC, CBS? I mean, look, I, I would love to own it. I want to be able to be on ABC and NBC. And I don't want to say that people aren't great. And I don't want to say that I haven't watched those channels for most of my life and gotten huge benefit from them. But it's just something to think about. That's all. I love that. That was good. I mean, and I'm not saying made... anything bad here. No, no. That I'm was just wondering who I like, that I'd was like a... to meet them sometime. I have questions. That was yeah. a nice hook. Everyone, do your research. We're, uh, I think I it's mean, a beautiful thing. All I can say at the end of this, it's kind of like the Matrix. Follow the rabbit hole. Anyways, everyone, have a great day. God bless you. Thank you so much, Doctor, for being Thanks, here. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate your We're going to have you again. You are up. amazing, as in your... your um, your wealth of knowledge. And again, thank you uh, so much. Everyone. You're very kind. Get the word out. Start thinking for yourselves. God bless you all. What would happen is my skin would literally blister and break out, but it felt like I had a, the flu for with just one little breakout, but they would typically spread. Could be on my face or, or my abdomen or my leg or it could be anywhere on my body but it would come in patches and I would be down like out of commission from working and really functioning in life for about a week. I had Hashimoto's which is when you're it's an autoimmune disease when your body attacks your thyroid so my immune system was attacking my thyroid which explained why I had no energy and why I just felt like total crap all the time. So I was in terrible pain um, I yeah, I could barely do anything. I was just like, I could barely work or drive or move my head. It was super painful. When I met Dr. Ilya, I was suffering a nerve pain, starting in my right hand and traveling all over my arm and then going down on my back. And I was suffering that nerve pain for 18 months. I was visiting a lot of doctors and taking a lot of medications and trying all kinds of therapies and nothing was working. Um, they suggested me twice to get a surgery and 
I was so afraid. I didn't want to do that. And sometimes I stop for a couple months, I don't have any periods and I have a lot of headache. And I feel a lot of my moods change a lot. I feel very moody and very stressed. I feel pain in my butt and a lot of pain in my breast. So ultimately the endocrinologist had let me know that she had seen symptoms of a autoimmune disorder on my thyroid the year previously. However, she neglected to tell me that mainly because she didn't feel I had all of the symptoms that warranted me having that information. So by the time I came to see Dr. Ilya, he put a name to something I'd been feeling for many, many years and gave me an opportunity to reduce those symptoms by just making some simple lifestyle changes as well as coming back to see him for additional treatment. I think really the point is if you know your why, like how important is this to change your life? For me, it was huge. That skin staph infection was debilitating. It was stopping my life. You know, I couldn't function, I don't know, let's say a week every month. And I felt like I didn't feel good. And that's not how, how I wanna be. I wanna be able to say yes to anything that comes my way, right? And not have my body stop me. So my why is huge because it is some work it is some focus and concentration, but if you truly want to heal with whatever's going on with you, then this is absolutely the way to do it. My attitude became, what can I do? Oh, that's it? That's all? Oh, okay. That's all I need to do in order to get better, in order to have my life back, in order to have health. Um, and that was a conscious shift on my part because some of the things are challenging. Lifestyle changes are challenging with my diet changes, he's also helped change my lifestyle habits and how much water I'm drinking. So all of these basic things that I thought I knew how to do, I realized I wasn't doing properly. And so even just in the basic lifestyle shifts of making sure I get enough sleep and making sure I'm drinking spring water and making sure that I'm eating enough food per day, like all these basic things, it was really helpful to have him hold me accountable to that because I wasn't doing those things and they're crucial. Well, uh, he explained me that a lot of the food that I was eating was um, getting me a lot of troubles. And I didn't know that because I was considering that I had a healthy diet and a lot of this healthy food that I was eating was gave me a lot of trouble with my health. So I was not able to sleep, uh, I was depressed, and he take all the necessary time to listen very carefully, and he take care of every detail that other doctors didn't. And I feel great, I feel my skin more clear, my mental, my mental is very clear, I can remember things more easily because before I, anything forgot me, like anywhere I put my key or anything, question names for people names, I forgot right now, my, my mentors feel very clear for everything. I feel much better in so many ways. I was able to have to increase stamina. I went to my job very happy and it just, I just glowed after my first visit and subsequent visits because ultimately you could tell what those years of not happy feeling well looked like on me. And I've lost 30 pounds in six months. Um, people say I haven't looked better and I feel like I had the energy that I did 15 years ago. It's a completely comprehensive holistic program, which I love that. 
And every time I come in and see him, it's a different, we'd have a different way that he treats me. It's depending right on where I am in that moment. It's completely non-traditional. Um, so there'll probably be things that if, if you come in, you won't know what the heck he's doing, but go with it. This man is a problem solver. I swear he's a genius and he's a true healer. He heals his patients so they can just go on and live into maintenance phase, not putting a bandaid on or taking a prescription or whatever. He really heals whatever the issue is. I know how to care for myself now. Uh, I'm in control of my health <laughs> and this is, I mean, it's amazing. I haven't Oh, I'm getting emotional, <laughs> but I haven't been in control of my health and I haven't been in control of my life and all of a sudden I am and it takes work and it's totally worth it <laughs> and um, it's it's truly amazing what I've been able to do with the help of Dr. Ilya, what he's empowered me to do um, or what we've done together in my health. I I couldn't give him a higher recommendation. I'm just about to cry right now because <laughs> it's just... Now I'm not taking any medication and he went over with me uh, with a lot of my other um, health conditions. For example, I, I had a thyroid condition and he went over that with me and he helped me with that. Now um, I'm getting so much better. Um, even my skin is, is getting better because I used to have some allergies and I don't have those anymore. So I'm so grateful with Dr. Ilya.